0: Welcome to the Inside. The Inside podcast series is created by students at Southern New Hampshire University under the direction of Dr. Lowell C. Matthews. For this season, students in PHL 316, Business Ethics, explore the ethics of incarceration. So I'm Emily Murray. Ryan. I'm Abigail Andrew.
1: And I'm Mike DiGregorio.
0: And we're going to be discussing for-profit prisons or private prisons and the pros and cons and ethics um, and purpose of those prisons. So if we want to start off with um, what they are and how do they work, does anyone have any good definitions that they came up with?
1: Sure. So a a for-profit prison is kind of exactly what it sounds like. They house state and federal inmates, uh, depending on their locations and their contracts. And... The basic way they work is they sign a contract with the government. The government says, hey, we pay, what, like $200 a head a day, you know, per inmate per day to house all of these these incarcerated individuals. And a private company will come along and say, hey, we can do that for cheaper. We can do that for less money. If you pay us $150 per inmate per day, we'll take all of these inmates from you and we'll hold them. And the government says, hey, that's less money. This is good. This is good for taxpayers. This is good for everybody. Sure, go ahead. We'll sign into that contract." And then the for-profit prison says, Okay, cool. We'll, we'll basically house these inmates for that amount of money.
2: Hence the for-profit part. Uh, basically just how can we make money off of this and uh, I want to fit as much inmates as possible in order to make more money, which of course comes with some cons. Um, there's just less uh, room in the prison. So makes for very small compact living areas, uh, zero privacy. Um, and then of course they want to focus on everything is cheaper, which means less quality food and like, beds and things like
1: that. And that's basically how they make their money. They, they signed a contract to the government saying that they're gonna get $150 per inmate per day. That doesn't mean they're gonna spend $150 on each inmate each day. Yeah, the way definitely. that they make their money is by cutting everything possible to minimize costs. So if they, make, they spend $100 per inmate per day, they're pocketing $50 per inmate per day. And that's fine as long as they're meeting the minimum standards of their contract they're just making profit by doing effectively nothing
2: yeah it's very easy to make a profit which is so what's so appealing about not uh for profit prisons of course and also some of the cuts some of the cuts that uh the prisons make are uh like to the guards and the staff and the training that they get Um, The food service and cleaning service, as well as maintenance, are all cut down, making it a less uh, comfortable area for the uh, incarcerated individuals to live.
0: Yeah, and like they can also like pick and choose kind of technically who they want to be in their prison. So if someone has like any dietary restrictions, mental health issues, or like medical conditions, they can be like, sorry, you're a little bit too costly for us, and then send them over to public prisons. And then that means that sometimes there's more violent individuals in those nonprofit prisons rather than the private prisons because they just don't necessarily want to deal with that.
2: they definitely a different atmosphere and living conditions because of the individuals they are choosing to house and what individuals, they are not moving to state-owned prisons.
0: Yeah and it's like it's a big con but also like with picking and choosing they can also like in a way reduce like overpopulation in their facilities Um, to make it I guess a little bit safer but like it's still not a good thing to just be like oh yeah you can come here but like you yeah not so much we'll just send you elsewhere.
2: Yeah in that form that it's safer because of the inmates they're choosing for the for-profit but also it's not because of how poor the living conditions are overcrowding less quality food things like that because they are making a profit that's what they're choosing to do Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and as long as they're meeting those minimum standards in the contract they sign they can cut basically anything that they want
2: Uh, For-profit prisons can also be the state's only option like if they're running out of room or if they really just can't afford it they can't maintain the building um, their only option might be for-profit prisons so in that way it can be a good thing because here you you have an option if for the state If you're dealing with overcrowding, you can't afford them, et cetera, whatever it is, here you are, here's an option.
1: The the government loves for-profit prisons because for for one, it saves them money and that looks great for their their constituents. They can tell their their voters, hey, we're saving you money. You pay less in taxes because we have this private prison system. And people hear that and they think, great, this is a great system, this benefits me. and that frees up other state resources to focus on other things. Hey, we can fix your roads now because we're spending less money on these these inmates or these uh, incarcerated individuals. P- people just don't, if they have nobody that's directly affected by this, that's all that they see is, mm-hmm. I'm saving money. The government's saving money. This is a good thing. Without yeah, realizing I- the potential ramifications for those that are directly affected by this.
2: Especially because like, American society is individualistic and capitalistic. So we're you know that's how we run things
1: yes it saves me money doesn't affect me great i'm on board
2: yeah exactly which is why it's like we don't bat an eye necessarily like how many like average americans are over, like very concerned about oh non uh for-profit prisons you know it's not really talked about in the news you're not getting uh, notification for like Apple News being like, oh, for profit prisons. This is why you sh- like these are bad things. No, like, you know, of course, it's profit driven. That's what almost society functions. So maybe that's why that, that's a reason why things aren't improving. Will they improve? And how is that would that even be possible?
1: Well, it's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind sort of thing.
2: Yeah, that too. It doesn't like you said, it doesn't affect me.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. So when looking at the for-profit prisons from an ethical standpoint, you have to first kind of think about what is the purpose of the prison system. And it kind of boils down into two main goals. It's either for rehabilitation or it's for confinement. And if you were of the, the mindset that the prison system is for confinement, then for-profit prisons are awesome because they yeah. accomplish that very well. Inma- or incarcerated individuals are confined. They did it. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. But if you are of the mindset that the prison system should rehabilitate incarcerated individuals to prevent them from re-entering the justice system, then that's where for-profit prisons really fall short because a lot of those cuts come from programs that could help incarcerated individuals not return to the prison system because that's how these prisons make their money. They want you to commit crime again and come back. They want you to be out the door on a Monday and back in the door by Friday because they get paid by the, by the incarcerated individual. They get paid by the number of people that are in their facilities. So if they're rehabilitating people, they're not making as much money anymore. They're fixing the problem, but they're losing money doing it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, one of the statistics
2: I found um, was from 2008 to 2018, the I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly recidivism rate. So, like, people who just got out are there, the rate that they go back to prison was 82%. And that's not the right
1: uh, direction that we want to be going in. Mm
0: Yeah. So that's that, that's
1: great if you're a for profit prison. You're yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> you're all those people coming back in, you're just getting paid more money.
0: Yeah. I feel like if a private prison actually like helped rehabilitate these incarcerated individuals, they'd basically be working themselves out of business and they're not doing that obviously because they wanna make money. And that's a yeah, business. business
1: if they actually help people not go back to prison that would be working against their own business model mm-hmm. which is not good for business obviously
0: yeah i also saw that like private prisons give out like twice as many infractions as like a public prison because sometimes if they're like under capacity and they don't want to get fined they'll be like oh here's a infraction for blah 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 and that keeps them in that individual in prison and then they don't get fined. So they're just staying there longer and not, I don't know. I don't think, I don't see that as a good thing and a good way to go about the having a private prison. Yeah, exactly. If,
1: if they can utilize that, that infraction system to either increase someone's uh, sentence or keep them around longer, that's it's great for them. Mm-hmm. It's not ethical, but it's great for them.
2: That's why I think that you know even if you weigh the pros and cons at the end of the day I think that for-profit prisons are just plain unethical um when you look at like the goal of prisons or what what should be the goal of prisons which is uh like you know making sure that they can be reacquainted to society um and stay out of jails but, you know, that's not what how prisons work, which is really messed up, really, I think.
1: It's funny, because I think if you ask most people, they would say that the goal should be rehabilitation, and yet that's not the way it actually works.
2: Oh, not at all.
1: So what can we do to maybe fix this problem? How do we, how do we fix the problem of a for-profit prison without just deleting them altogether? Because, I mean, that's the easy way to fix it. Just shut down the whole thing. But that's never going to happen because that's going to cost taxpayers, taxpayers more money, which means governments aren't going to do that. That's an unpopular thing. So how do we fix it without just deleting it? Well, you um, can't
2: fix a problem without awareness. So I think the first step was educating people, really. Because I don't think the average person knows about for-profit prisons um, necessarily
1: true. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird concept. A lot of people just assume that, oh, the government arrested them, the government's housing them. Like, that's just kind yeah. of a common sense, logical step. But there's this weird for-profit guy just hanging out.
0: Yeah, I yeah. definitely didn't know anything before doing this podcast, so it opened up my eyes a lot. And so I think awareness is a big step.
1: Uh, another step would be to adjust the contracts that these prisons get from the government because if the government is setting these minimum standards as long as the prisons are meeting them then they're fine but we may need to increase those standards because if they're cutting all these rehabilitation programs and they're getting rid of uh guard numbers and training as long as they're meeting the minimums they don't care but if we up those minimums then the quality of these prisons improves yes those prisons likely make less money but that's not the that's not it shouldn't be the point the point should be to increase the the level of the prison i guess yeah
2: and it's like how do you even make uh people care like you said how you, know, you know well i'm not in the prison system so that's so
0: that's a roadblock for sure yeah people are more focused on themselves when
2: it doesn't have anything to do with them
0: yeah, yeah. Just, uh, Like maybe requiring like some type of like rehabilitation like within private prisons would be helpful.
1: And then just monitor them to ensure that they're actually doing it. Yeah. I mean, you can sign this contract all you want. You can mandate these programs and, and this stuff, but if you're not like following through with that and actually doing compliance checks, then there's nothing stopping the for-profit prisons from breaking their contracts. Nobody knows.
0: Yeah, I think those are all good steps in the right direction, at least.
2: Okay, so there are pros and cons for for for-profit prisons and how they currently run. Overall, I think that there's more cons than pros at the ethics standards. And overall, we are focusing on business ethics and how to ethically run a business, which is what for-profit prisons are failing to achieve. Um, and there needs to be, you know, a call of action. How are you going to function and bring in people who live in an individualistic and capitalistic society, which is the biggest hurdle for why things aren't improving
0: and why they might not. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Inside. We invite you to follow us on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.